0: Otherwise known as Ferrari, will not be getting anywhere near P1 podcast. I am depressed. Tom Bellingham, Ouch. co-founder. Um, yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, 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 do you know this. when I? You know, in, in the predictions podcast, when I was yeah. so unbelievable—well, not unbelievably confident—I was just picking myself up from the gutter to try again. I'm even wearing. For audio listeners, a Ferrari T-shirt, and it's not gone well, Ouch. has it so far?
1: It's not It's actually done they've done They've managed to be worse than that first race., oh, and it's only Friday. It's gone really badly. Every time you predict Shell to do well. Something goes the thing wrong.
0: is, I want to give good vibes. Otherwise, everyone will just think I hate Ferrari. You know, like when people have assumed that whenever you don't predict Verstappen to finish first, that you, in fact, don't believe in Max Verstappen's um, yeah. you know, abilities, when actually you just don't want to jinx him. I just did it because I love him. And it didn't go well, uh, Max Verstappen dominating Friday today. And despite him having a tummy ache, a stomach bug, and, you know, you're thinking maybe championship back on. As soon as he wheels himself out in free practice one, he was a bit late to it, maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Goes out, just just smashes everyone in both FP one and FP two. It's great, it's, it's fantastic viewing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess there's not. It wasn't really a surprise the fact that Verstappen dominating and Red Bull dominating because we're just hoping, even me as a Red Bull fan, that their development is going backwards this year and the other teams are going forwards because there's not really a huge surprise that they ended the season with the best car there's not been a huge major rule change and uh yeah that car looks absolutely on rails they were talking about it in fp2 actually showing the the clips and they are just running that car so low it's sparking everywhere and it just looks so planted compared to everyone else everyone else bar maybe one man
0: 41 the year old of 2023 jesus himself fernando alonso he 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 could be the only threat to red bull i know in the sheet right now tommy it says we're gonna talk about ferrari but i need a minute i need a moment let's let's talk no, about the positives to, yeah let's fernando talk about fernando. alonso
1: can can you believe we're here this is genuinely we're talking about him as the only threat if you to red rewind s- what Six months, not even six months. We're questioning. Two months. Was it
0: two months? I mean, since he moved, is it actually been only two months since he moved to uh, officially? No, two months
1: since they like kind of launched the. Car yeah, but I'm thinking about when we
0: a... when we heard that he'd gone to Aston Martin. Oh, oh, it's yeah. a sideways step. Uh, we were just not really convinced, and here we are saying that Fernando Alonso might be our only hope to give us any kind of action at the front uh, against the Red Bulls.
1: Yeah, Fernando Alonso. When he moved there, Aston, I'm pretty sure, were about ninth in the Constructors' title at that point as well, and Alpine were doing pretty well, albeit his car was always on fire and breaking down. But when he was finishing, they were quick, and it looked like another career move. That's maybe what he needs to do. He needs to move to a team that looks like they're failing, and then he'll reverse jinx it and uh, move there. So maybe Ferrari next. Sorry, I had to get that one there. He did have
0: to. I mean, he's already been to Ferrari and he didn't win a championship there, so it's it's <laughs> no, not it's not going to work. But yeah, I'm 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 excited to see what Fernando Alonso can do again this this weekend. He was only a couple of tenths off for Stappen, I think, at the end of free practice two, finishing P two. So it clearly sees seems like they have both race pace and quali pace. Their race pace was good uh, in Bahrain, and if Fernando didn't have a, a mediocre start to the race, who knows where or how far he would have been behind the Red Bulls. Uh, So it's good to see from a fan perspective, from a neutral perspective, from Fernando Alonso fan perspective, that it wasn't just a one-off. In Saudi, they look quick
1: again. They do. I think we both predicted, actually, we didn't put them in our predictions. If you go back and listen to that, we didn't really talk about them too much. And it's not to say that I thought it was a complete one-off. I just thought maybe this track wouldn't suit them as much. And they'd obviously, you know, had a great a great test and look like they were doing well, but close with Ferrari. But the reality is it looks like that Fernando is the threat, uh, unless Ferrari, which we hope, are just uh, turning their engines down so they don't explode by Saturday.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Ferrari then, shall we? They finished ninth and 10th in free practice too. If you've been tuning into our Matt P1 Tommy Twitch watch-alongs, which we did just out of still have love for all of you guys uh, this weekend. Um you would have seen me popping off. I was not happy at all uh, because realistically they don't look very quick and I was I was convinced you were convinced Tommy that that they would take a step forward uh, in in Saudi, but doesn't seem that way. Leclerc obviously running an engine penalty, 10 place penalty at least. It uh, depends if they decide to take more um, after practice because, realistically, that Ferrari doesn't look bulletproof even after the changes. Leclerc's been having some problems, more issues with his engine during FP2, getting away, it seemed like, uh, out of the pits as well, that he was having some kind of clutch issues. And you just, it's like, give me a break. Just at least give me a couple of races, just a few podiums, a bit of silverware to go, yeah, Ferrari are there or thereabouts. but But no. It's not happening,
1: it's pain, yeah, they were ninth and tenth in f p two hopefully that's just a sign that they were saving the engine, worried about reliability. I can't believe we're saying we hope they're just worrying about reliability. that's how bad it is at Ferrari that they were kind of um hoping it's just not as painful as because think. as
0: well you know they took precautionary changes to both Leclerc and Sainz's yeah. car in terms of the engines. They they swapped it out. And no, it's the second yeah, race. It's the second race. What? Like, how? And, and they didn't even, like, win in Bahrain. They weren't challenging. No. For them. It's not like they turned it up too much and they were challenging. They weren't. They weren't. They would have been beaten by Alonso anyway. Oh, goodness me. Junior Alpha Wolf says when Ferrari pain is going to end. Um, never. 2000 and never, <laughs> probably. It's... It's just, yeah, it's just a, a continuation of uh, the pain that we saw last year and what we've seen potentially for the last 16 years, uh, to be honest with you. So, look, it's, it's fine. Let's move on before I start crying. Uh, one of the big changes, actually, uh, worth mentioning, is that they have stopped DRS CHICKEN. As far as we're yeah, aware, yeah. they have moved the DRS <laughs> detection zone uh, until after the final corner. So none of this slamming on the brakes or oh, you go first, you go first kind of um, racing, which I don't think pleased a lot of people. I believe that may have been one of the only things that we could look forward to for the race on Sunday. I uh, know <laughs> that would need a, a race uh, for the win, which doesn't look like that will happen either. But it's uh, on one side, I think, yes, fair enough. I can understand why they're doing it. You know, Drivers slamming on the brakes to try and get the other driver to to go ahead has caused an incident in the past, and it was very close with Leclerc and Verstappen as well. On the flip side, realistically, it wasn't like it caused anything too crazy and also gave us some, some serious entertainment. So I can see both sides, uh, but they have changed it, and we're not going to see any more of that anymore.
1: That's a shame. Uh, It was always fun and particularly seeing someone like Fernando Alonso at the front with the prospect of DRS Chicken. The guy is the king of beep housery and mind games and all that kind of stuff. So it would have been fun to see Fernando uh, doing something like that. But alas, it's not going to happen. But I mean, I can see why, like you say, because it's a sketchy circuit. They've made some changes, as we mentioned uh, in our monday podcast but it's still a damn sketchy circuit so many incidents so many traffic problems so many moments that just make you wince when you see an onboard of a car flying around a corner and suddenly there's someone going about 20 miles an hour on the uh, apex of a blind uh very quick corner and uh yes I think my concerns are still there from, from that side. About yeah, if,
0: if anything, it felt like there were more sketchy moments than, than normal. Yeah. And, and, and that's just, unfortunately, the nature of this circuit, unless you uh, create some sort of miraculous barrier that you can see through, like a transparent barrier. You know what I mean? So like the that's walls are Mario still there, but you can see through like Rainbow the ride. Yeah, something like that. Um, it's it's always going to be that case, unless they expand it to the level of which it just becomes any other track and it doesn't have that that thrill element so it's just it's it's down to the communication from the engineers to the drivers if that isn't on point if that isn't constantly being fed to the driver then there's going to be these problems it doesn't really matter if they move a wall here or do whatever they're going to have these issues the problem is it's such high speed that it can cause and we are just waiting realistically for that big moment to happen. Um, we saw Sergio Perez just doodling, just chilling. Carlos signs, by the way, felt like he was involved in almost every single one of them. Most of the time yeah, he was did. the slow car, but the one with Perez, it just didn't seem like Checo was particularly concentrating and moved slightly to the racing line. And Carlos came fl- came flying through and Perez had to make a, a big correction to to not come together. So yeah, it's it's just one of those i think q1 tomorrow is going to be pretty sketchy to say chaotic, the least yeah. um so we'll see but realistically we can't can't change it it's practice the cars are out there
1: yeah we can't change the the circuit and it is what it is i mean it, it's the nature of the, as well of the fact that it's now in formula 1 you do get these um really 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 slow outlaps which is, if you've been watching Formula 1 for a very long time, didn't used to be the case because you kind of wanted to warm your tyres up and actually kind of, you know, get get everything going. But now you see a car, even to the point where you're getting around the final corner, so slow, and it's just, it's just not good. It's not good for... Uh, it's just going to one day cause a really, really bad accident, and I think this track is going to be the one... Uh, that it could well happen because of the blind corners as well exactly uh, and it just it does feel like we're waiting for it to happen but
0: realistically there's not a huge amount they can change if they're going to keep the circuit as it is and keep that thrill element um so fingers crossed we don't get any ridiculously crazy impacts this weekend or any weekend uh in the future years as well PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Let's move on now to a question from Youngers. On a scale of one to ten, how badly does Piastri regret choosing McLaren over Alpine? When you actually look at the decision Oscar Piastri made, you, you, you kind of wondered at least uh, you know from first glance why all the hassle to go to a team that is kind of on par with each other alpine and mclaren they were fighting for fourth for the whole of last year yeah it's alpine neck, won out in that fight why go to the level of which you did to go to mclaren over over alpine i mentioned before in a podcast also why go to that level to potentially go up against one of the best drivers in the grid of uh, being norris compared to Ocon, no disrespect to Esty Bestie, but not as highly regarded. Well, it's not worked out, at least uh, from the performance level of that McLaren. Again, they look off the pace, it's, it was so close in FP2, to be fair, because it it, there wasn't much pace differential between Piastri and Norris at the end of FP2. You go, oh, it was a couple of tenths, I think, in the end, wasn't it? And then you looked at the positions and it was 12th to 19th or something. So it's mad, yeah. But that, that's the nature of FP2, I think, as well, because we look back to Bahrain, You would, on Twitter, oh, are we in for a banger of a season? Everyone. To be fair, it's separated by second, but that's down to engine modes and and all that sort of stuff. And then when they crank it up, then we see the real gaps. So FB2 can be a bit of a bait in terms of how close it actually is between all the cars. But back to Piastri, I think there might be a slight element, but at this stage, you can't be regretting it. It's only round two. McLaren picked it up by Imola last year. I see that they will take steps forward again this year, but it's not looking great at the moment.
1: It's not, yeah, down in 19th, but like you say, it's not a huge gap off to the actual runners. I mean, Alpine, I think this is just the nature of the the circuit. For Alpine, they are very quick in a straight line and uh, they're looking very, very handy. Uh, could be a good good race for those guys, but you've got to think that when the season progresses... Uh, I can't see Alpine being miles ahead of McLaren. Um, However, like you say, it is just one of those things where he's made such a huge, dramatic move for a sideways step and sideways a little bit back, if anything, and a a big leap back at the moment. But we'll see if McLaren can turn it around. Not not hopeful. Yeah, I'm not convinced (laughs) at the moment. Um, because, as you say, Alpine looking really good,
0: fourth and sixth in, in free practice too, and kind of going along the lines of what you believed uh, would be would be happening. With your biggest good surprise being being Ocon, and he's up there in P four at the moment, so a point is well and truly on its way, unless I decide to jinx him again. Uh, so I won't say anything uh, for yep. the sake of Q Ocon's six penalties. <laughs> for the sake of Ocon's weekend, <laughs> um, let's talk about another driver that's been off the pace, Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes, down in 11th uh, in free practice two. I know, again, it's free practice. Can't take too much from it. But not exactly the form or the pace that we were expecting to see uh, in comparison to his teammate half a second down the road at the end of free practice two, up in fifth. But there's been a lot of talk about his future. Now, I'm not going to say that anything that's really been suggested is any anywhere anything other than a pipe dream, far-fetched even, uh, but the the big news that is real that has actually come out is uh, Angela Cullen has essentially broken off her relationship with, with with Hamilton and is going off to do bigger and better things. Now I wasn't particularly like, oh my god, that's huge news. But you, Tommy, on the other hand, you, you smell something. You you can
1: smell something in the air. I just think I just think it's uh, quite quite a big move really because it seems like she she's just always been there with Hamilton and I've read a few things that she is pretty much seems almost like the only person that Hamilton can trust in Formula One and he kind of he's he's quite a private person the paddock doesn't have many like he's not really friendly with the other drivers is he and stuff so like she's very much it's like right-hand woman i guess that just like that he can work with and puts him in a good mindset and things like that so i was surprised that um you can understand because i think um she has young kids as well i think was one of one of the things as well that to spend more time it's difficult traveling over the world but you just assumed that they would uh she would be there until hamilton decided to call it a day because of of the relationship they've had but yeah it's even before this, people have kind of talked about Hamilton's future. And surprising thing was Toto Wolff actually was asked about this. And I thought his answer was a little bit defeatist, where he didn't say, oh, well, why would Hamilton leave Mercedes We're the best team on the grid and we'll get back to where we were? He said, well, he, he kind of said that at the start, but then he kind of went a bit more into well, actually, in two years' time, we might not have a championship-winning car for him, and then we don't understand why he wanted to leave. And I was kind of like, oh, that's a bit... Um, it's not exactly fighting talk that we're used to from Mercedes. Maybe he's learnt from his uh, Netflix comment.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not the confidence that you'd want to hear if you're a Mercedes fan. No. You know, if they were confident that they're going to be figuring this out pretty soon and they're going to be back at the front of the grid, then he would have said something a little bit more uh, along those lines, I think. But it just... It just didn't happen. Uh, a question from Beehive8172. What do you think about Angela Cullen's departure? Is it odd timing after the first race? Does changing physios affect the driver's routine or headspace? And that's a really good point, actually. I didn't think about the fact that it's literally just after the first race. Surely, if she had decided this previously, you would think that would have just been at the end of last season and she would have packed it in then and had a lovely goodbye and whatnot. But instead, after the first race now i know circumstances can change and you know we're not going to look into that it might be personal reasons but when you look at it on the face of it it is a strange time to to pack it all in and to have that change within hamilton's routine will certainly be something that i think will affect his 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 headspace a little bit just purely from the fact of he did uh, she did seem like the one person hamilton always turned to and was you know part of his entire formula one journey at least in you know in the the, the recent years so i'm not going to say hamilton's now going to be washed because of it but it's going to be a change that he's going to have to get used to
1: yeah it is it's crazy to to have it in one race and i can't believe we're here talking about uh the the kind of narrative has kind of shifted from dare i say is hamilton going to get his eighth to is hamilton actually going to win a race again before he retires which is absolutely maddening i think he will um i think the mercedes aren't that far off it is it is kind of a sign of how well mercedes have had it the there's kind of this crisis talk and oh hamilton's gonna leave and this is the worst race we've ever had and absolute crisis and then you look and they're third in the constructors title (laughs) it's not that bad i'm sure other teams would happily be in their position but yeah um it's going to be uh, interesting to see what uh how this affects um hamilton mentally there's a lot of things in formula one he says he wants to stay till his gets his eighth but realistically can he do that and is he going to get that ferrari probably not (laughs) <laughs> with them being on fire all the time so yeah yeah definitely something to, to keep an eye on Hopefully. let's see You're gonna have to hope for more max tummy aches and uh, <laughs> that's the uh, only get thing, thing that, can, uh, that can
0: uh that can defeat max verstappen at the moment but even that to be fair he's 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 sorted himself out and to be honest it'll just be a bit of um weight loss really and a bit of uh less weight in the car so absolutely flying another another tenth of a second yeah there you go oh he's got a tummy ache damn it anyway there (laughs) you go that is it thank you so much uh, for for watching on youtube or listening in your ears over on our podcast platforms tommy what are your final thoughts
1: um my final thoughts are Uh, we haven't had one of these for a while (laughs) um come on fernande wow get brilliant that what insight I, <laughs> incredible I, okay one final thought is uh, i saw crofty say that um fernando alonso is in garage 33 this weekend and uh, he's looking for his 33rd victory so it's written in the stars that fernando alonso is going to get that win yeah that's a good final Must thought happen.
0: well done enjoyed that my final thought is our live show tickets are live now, 6th of April. If you want to come and see myself and Tommy live on the 6th of April in London, Leicester Square Theatre, there'll be a link everywhere. Everywhere you can find it. Isn't that right, Tommy? You're going to put a link absolutely, absolutely. everywhere. It's actually nearly sold out, which is insane i looked at the rose and i was like why are there so many unavailable why are people oh paying to see us me. but that this is it right i cannot wait if you do come along if not do not worry because i know a lot of you aren't even in the uk how dare you not book a flight there you go thank you very much everybody and we'll see you very soon
1: <laughs> bye bye, bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.